Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. We attempted to get through some 25 doorways that lead to demons. I was in London on a mission to see precious souls delivered from evil spirits. And like I usually do in our public meetings, we attempt. Though we're not very successful at doing this, to be honest with you. We attempt to get through the most common doorways. And there seems to be about 20, 25, 30 doorways that lead to demons. And on the onset, we attempted to try to get through through these doorways. And in the many hours we were in that meeting hall, there in London, we only got to two doorways. Two doorways, that's it. When demons started manifesting everywhere. And when I say everywhere, this, this was a standing room only crowd, packed, filled with people. I mean, it was a smaller conference hall, but (laughs) nevertheless, the place was packed. I had to ask the hotel staff to bring in more chairs. Even then, people were just still standing up against the walls. I only got to two doorways. I mean, we're talking about hours, many, many hours, six, seven, eight hours in that conference hall. And we were only able to get through two doorways. Two, that's it. When demons started just manifesting everywhere, convulsions, people shaking, people screaming. Well, actually, the demons shaking, the demons convulsing, the demons screaming. And it was specifically when I dealt with the doorway of generational curses. I would estimate, as I was standing in front of everybody, leading in prayer, that more than 15, perhaps 20, They started manifesting almost instantly, violent coughing, vomiting, shaking, screams, and yells. It was because I was dealing with generational curses. I'm discovering of all the doorways, in particular the most common doorways that lead to evil spirits, the doorway that it seems to affect everybody And it should, because we live in a fallen world, and everybody's been affected by Adam's sin, and everyone has sinned, so everybody has inherited generational curses to one extent to another. But they can be broken. Yes, it's a common doorway, but it can be broken through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
as you know, this week I've been doing a series of broadcasts on the on the issue of on the subject of doorways that lead to evil spirits, how demons invade human bodies. Well, we're going to continue continue this discussion, but in particular, we're going to deal with the issue of generational curses on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. up this is michael tate with a reminder for all jesus freaks from the voice of the martyrs it's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources but like other media advancements throughout history ministries including the voice of the martyrs are seeing value in staying connected via facebook and twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups for example Members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1079. No one will stand up to the tyranny of Boleslaw the Cruel, King of Poland. No one except Stanislas, Bishop of Krakow, who courageously rebukes the king. In response, the king sends soldiers to the chapel to kill Stanislas. When they rush in, swords raised, the bishop remains kneeling in prayer, and the men lower their swords. Hearing this, the king races furiously to the chapel, and he himself plunges a dagger into the bishop's heart. But in death is victory, as Boleslaw's own court unites against him, ending his tyrannous reign. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. This is probably the most common for obvious reasons because everyone has an ancestor that has done something that has caused entry, that has allowed the entry of demons into their lives. And then then these spirits, these satanic spirits, then pass through the bloodline and then enter you if you have not closed the doorways, if you have not renounced the curses. And today is a beautiful day. For today is the opportunity for you to close the doorways that lead to demons and to break the generational curses, to break the curse. There's going to be curse breaking today, and it's going to be done in the authority and the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and that's what excites me, is that we're going to break generational curses by the power of the blood of Jesus. Now, I want to remind you all, my friends, October the 27th, October the 28th, less than, what, 10 days, I believe, Church of the Cross Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, in the Dallas area, actually south of Dallas, at the Homewood Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway, Waco, Texas. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. No child care provided. However, there's going to be great opportunities for you, my friend, to be delivered from evil spirits. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission, Atlanta, Georgia. Hampton Inn and Suites there in Atlanta downtown. Air National, uh, Air National Board Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Northwest in Atlanta. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. No child care provided, but we will be conducting public deliverance. November the 4th, Public Deliverance Mission, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hampton Inn Suites at the boardroom meeting hall, 5200 28th Street Southeast, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. November, November the 4th, uh, 17th, I should say. That's a Saturday, Public Deliverance Mission, South Florida at the Hampton Inn, Fort Lauderdale. Board Room Meeting Hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. And then later on in November, into December, a worldwide tour where I'll be circling the globe, holding meetings in the U.S., Europe, Africa, Asia, and other regions of the world. I'm going to try to get into the Middle East. Looking forward to meeting you, and I'll be sharing more details very soon on that trip. But that that, uh, trip that's just right before Halloween, I would encourage you. October the 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco. Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. Now Moses writes in the book of Numbers, that the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and a forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of their fathers to the third and fourth generation. Did you know, family mem- members, your ancestors can open future generations to demons through their sins? For example, a father who commits adultery and does not repent of it, allows, can allow an evil spirit, a satanic spirit, to enter him. And then it could pass, then he then it could just pass the demon on to others via his seed. I mean we we have dealt with many generational spirits. Millions. In one case I dealt with a sixty year old man who had numerous demons that were generational. They had entered through the family line via the sin of slave trading. And false religious practices. One such demonic spirit I dealt with was named Rust, who revealed that an ancestor in the year 1210, in the year 1210, and that's what, 1800 some years ago, who was a priest of Odin, which is a false Norse demon god that practiced human sacrifice. Because of an ancestor, in the year 1210, 
was involved in Norse the 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 Norse cult that practiced human sacrifice that allowed demons. Obviously, human sacrifice will open your life to evil spirits, and these evil spirits enter through the ancestor and they travel through the bloodline. Because nobody to think that 800 years and nobody's come along, nobody filled with the Holy Spirit of the Living God to tell the demons to go. It breaks my heart to think. That these generational curses gets passed on from generation to generation to generation, and nobody intervenes. Nobody casts these generational spirits out. I'm here to tell you, we're going to cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to tell generational spirits to be broken. And I'm going to lead you to break generational curses on this broadcast. Many of the dark powers within this man that I'm referring to, the 60-year-old man that had all these generational spirits, Many, many of the dark powers within him had been in his family for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They were simply passed down from one generation to the next without ever being dealt with. And that's sad. I have delivered many souls who had generational demons, who are bent on staying with the family for many, many generations, that entered them while they are in their mother's womb ten years ago. I dealt with a lady in an exorcism that got a demon as a result of her mother's cursing her from cursing her while she was in her mother's womb. This this curse allowed a generational spirit to enter her little body. I was in India recently, and I held open air large meetings. Thousands attended the meetings that we we held during the afternoon and during the evening. I remember in particular on a Saturday second on on a Saturday's second teaching session, while teaching at the Ma Garden Function Hall, something extraordinary occurred that I'd never experienced before in 25 years of ministry. After preaching a message from Ezekiel chapter 8, God's manifested glory in the form of a heavenly cloud descended upon the hall and captured all of us, numbering well over a thousand souls. As we praised the Lord Jesus, I commanded generational spirits of idol worship to depart. Many, many hundreds. I would estimate 70% of the crowd, so that's what, 700 plus? We're experiencing deliverance from evil spirits. As you could see the people being set free, as evil spirits left so many. I mean, the Holy Spirit descended upon me so powerfully on the stage, on the platform. I fell down to my knees, crying out to Jesus as Lord. Now, obviously in India, vast the vast majority of the people there involved in idolatry, idolatry, uh, obviously brings demons worshiping other gods worshiping of spirits and this opened the doors to countless I think India what's the second most populous nation I think 1.2 billion people now 
We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that have been affected by generational curses. And in this one meeting, 70% of the crowd were being delivered from evil spirits. 700, 700 souls were experiencing an exorcism at once as I was doing a, conducting a mass exorcism, seeing hundreds of people set free from generational curses. Now, Moses makes it very clear that generational curses can affect to the third, to the very least, to the third and fourth generation. You need the curses to be broken over your life. That's why we're doing these broadcasts, so we can reach out to you. We want to help you. We want to see you set free, my friend. You're important to God. There's much I want to talk about. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks from the voice of the martyrs. At first, the judge offered Nunilo and Elodia good Muslim husbands if they would recant Jesus. Then the two sisters were threatened with death. They responded, The transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal. We count them as manure and loss that we might gain Christ. As for death, this final terror is a thing not to be feared, but desired, because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these 9th century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com.
asking how do you know if I have a if I would have a generational spirit well one way for sure is to undergo be willing to undergo an exorcism that's right undergo an exorcism you may be wondering well where can I find an exorcist where can I find a meeting where they'll perform exorcisms October the 27th 28th Church of the Cross in the Dallas area Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco, south of Dallas. Saturday service, 5 p.m. Sunday service, 5 p.m. And now what we do in these meetings is we offer a brief teaching. We partake of Holy Communion. And then we take the time to go through some of the doorways. Some of the doorways you've been hearing me discuss this week on these series of radio broadcasts, these global radio presentations. As you know, this week alone we have dealt with the doorway of false religious practices, abuse and trauma, the occult. And now, for example, today we're dealing with generational curses. We're going to deal with more doorways. But then as we discuss the doorways, as as I lead the people in prayer to renounce, for example, the generational curses, demons will often manifest. What we do is we put spiritual pressure on these evil spirits. And as a result of the spiritual pressure, these demons will, because they're prideful beings, they want to fight, they like to battle. That's who they are. And as they surface, we then perform exorcism, meaning it's, exorcism is simply a labor of love to cast out evil spirits. And that's what we'll do on your behalf, is cast out an evil spirit. See you set free. Now, bestowing the blessings of God on children and on future generations, is critical. Just as witches and occultists and and New Agers, black magicians, those involved in witchcraft, as they bestow curses, we need, as the children of the living God, we need to bestow the blessings of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, on children, and on future generations is critical. Pray over your children, my friends. Pray over your grandchildren in the name of Jesus. And command any generational spirits to leave. Break the curses. Same with husbands. You are the head of your wife. 
and you need to take the spiritual authority over your wife. Lead her in a prayer of renunciation over any generational curse upon her life. God will honor these prayers, my friends. I mean, just simply call out to, to the living Jesus. You could join me right now. Just simply say, Heavenly Father, I break every generational curse upon my life. Go ahead. Say, I break every – say it out loud, though. I break every generational curse upon my life. Go ahead. Say it now. I break every generational curse upon my life, my spouse, my children. And I command every generational spirit to leave in Jesus' name by the authority of the blood of Jesus. Every generational curse from my mother, broken. Every generational curse from my father, broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command these generational spirits up and out. Release me in the authority of Jesus. Release me in the authority of Jesus of Nazareth. Now leave them. Spirits, spirits, go now. Leave in Jesus' name. Leave these people in Jesus' name. Now, if you're having trouble, you feel like the spirit is battling you. Perhaps you're telling it to go and you still feel like you're being attacked. I need you to email me at j at jbartlett.org so we can continue to to help you. Holy Spirit, just fill these people. Those who have been just released and set free from evil spirits. Holy Spirit, just fill them right now. Generational curses are serious, and, and, and if you come to our meeting... October the 27th, 28th, we're going to continue to break generational curses over your life. Did you know the scriptures which I have in my hands as I sit here in our makeshift studio here? The scriptures that I hold in my hands refer to a bastard curse, the curse of illegitimacy. Perhaps you were born out of wedlock. It's entirely possible the curse of illegitimacy has been passed on to you. You need to break it. Just go ahead and break it right now. Say, I, I break in the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ the curse, the bastard curse. And I command every evil spirit that entered through my mother and father to go in the authority of Jesus. In the authority of Jesus. God's going to honor these prayers by these commands. God is a living God. He loves his children. You think he's not going to honor these prayers? Of course he's going to honor. Now tell the spirits to go in the name of Jesus. Release his people, evil spirits. Release them. Now God, fill these people. They're just released from the bastard curse. Fill them, O God, with your Holy Spirit. I know some of you are being delivered even now. I really sense it in the spirit realm. Some of you being set free from evil spirits even now. But I still would encourage you to get to one of our meetings in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in Atlanta, Georgia, here in the Dallas area. Try to get to one of our meetings. Or simply email me at j at jbartley.org for more information. Now, by the way, if you get to my website, jbartley.org, you'll find nearly 40 volumes on a variety of different topics and subjects that are available for you to download for free. From spiritual warfare to Satanism to witchcraft, I deal with it all. Demonism, the occult, 
on the subject of miracles, on the subject of evangelism, on the subject of healing, inner healing, dissoci- dissociation, human interjects, ancestral dissociative identity disorder. I deal with it all. jbartlett.org, and I would encourage you to download the material. I have, I've written nearly 40 volumes over the years. Thousands of these books have been distributed throughout the world, and you will be blessed. You will be equipped, and I believe God will touch many of you, and he will heal many of you. And deliver you from the evil spirits that torment you. Now, I'm going to continue in the second segment of this broadcast on some of the doorways that lead to evil spirits. Now, we dealt with the issue of generational curses. We're going to continue to delve into some of the other doorways. Again, there's about 20. Now, obviously, there's probably thousands of doorways that lead to evil spirits. But we're just dealing in these series of radio broadcasts. We're dealing with the most common doorways. That we have discovered and conducted more than 10,000 deliverances. The most common doorways that lead to evil spirits. So we're going to continue to look at the subject of, of doorways that lead to evil spirits. So I'll be right back after this brief intermission, my friends. <laughs> Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1886, Uganda. Bruno Sarunkamo leads a group facing death for one reason alone. Their faith in Jesus is a threat to local authorities. But before he is burned to death, he makes a prophecy that many of his persecutors don't take seriously. Bruno says, We are going to heaven. A fountain fed from many springs will never dry up. When we are gone, others will rise up in our place. Bruno was right. Since then, many in Uganda have come to Christ, and many have been martyred. But like a fountain, God continues to raise up believers so that more and more can join Bruno in eternity. Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. of their gods, you are to burn in the fire. Do not cover the silver and the gold on them. 
Do not take it for yourselves, or you will be ensnared by it, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you like it will be set apart for destruction. Utterly abhorred, detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. Those were the words from Moses. You bring a detestable thing into your house, and you like it will be set apart for destruction. You, uh, you need to utterly abhor it and detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. Just a few weeks ago, I was involved in an intense exorcism with a 55-year-old man who had dabbled in pornography. His possession of pornography opened a door to demons to harass him. The spirit that gained entry through his possession of pornography was named porn. This filthy spirit told me that the pornography and the storing of the porn gave him the right to enter the body. My friends, pornography, erotic novels, occultic literature, false religious artifacts, and drugs are considered cursed objects. And Moses tells us in that passage I just read to you in the book of Deuteronomy to rid ourselves from these objects, for they bring upon destruction. Rid yourself of any cursed object and command the demons which are behind the objects to leave in the name of Jesus. Just simply say, Jesus set me free from these evil spirits. Cursed objects is another doorway. That's right, cursed objects leads to demons. And that's what we're doing in this, this whole week. We're, we're discussing the various doorways that lead to evil spirits. In the first segment of the broadcast, we dealt with cur generational curses, which tends to be the most common doorway for obvious reasons to evil spirits. Well, cursed objects is another common doorway. Have you done a spiritual inventory in your home? I know we are constantly in our home, on our property, doing an inventory to see what are, what's in our home, what have we brought into our home that's not pleasing to God, that should be removed. Now, I'm not legalistic by any means, so I want to be clear about that. I'm talking about getting rid of those things that you know in your heart that you should get rid of. Now, you may you may not be aware. God, will, If you're a child of the living God, God will open your eyes. He's opened our eyes. God will open your eyes and will show you the things that are detestable to him, and he'll lead you to get rid of them. And as you get rid of them, You'll sense a measure of spiritual freedom in your life, in your family, and on your property, and in your home. That's why many people are experiencing hauntings. That's why many people are experiencing hauntings and ghosts, hearing voices, the disappearance of things, things moving around in their home. They're hearing footsteps, doors opening and closing, drawers opening and closing. Why they're seeing monsters and phantoms and ghouls. It's because you have cursed objects in your homes. Now, there may be other reasons, but that's one of the reasons why hauntings occur is because of cursed objects. I've been conducting this ministry for 25 years, a quarter of a century. 10,000 exorcisms. I didn't start this a few weekends ago. I understand what brings hauntings in homes, and I'm telling you, cursed objects will ensnare you. Will ensnare your soul, and you need to be prepared to deal with these cursed objects and get them out. 
So tonight, we're going to discuss not only curse objects as a doorway to demons. We're going to look at other doorways that lead to evil spirits on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. In 1945, most Romanians ran from the Russian tanks rolling into their villages. Richard and Sabina Wormbrand handed gospel booklets to the tank commanders. Having spent more than 14 years in prison, Wormbrand would later testify to the U.S. Senate about brutalities suffered under communism, even taking off his shirt to reveal 18 deep torture wounds. Richard Wormbrand, founder of The Voice of the Martyrs, once said, As the communist atheists allowed no place for Jesus in their hearts, I decided I would leave not the smallest place for Satan in mine. For more on his life and legacy, go online to persecution.com. You are mighty, you are mighty. 
honor and magnify you because you are mighty Lord. We lift your name up high. Oh.
recently came across a very interesting story of one girl's experience of a cursed object. It's from Melody. True story. She says, this is my scary but yet true tale, which involved my friend and I. One day at my house, we were sitting in the in the computer room at home by ourselves playing a virtual Ouija board. The directions for the game were to put your fingers on the mouse and rotate until the spirit answered. Well, then at the end of the directions, it said, beware. Some people have been possessed by evil spirits that they have summoned. After the game, we could hear some soft banging. Some soft banging noises from the basement stairs. But we thought at first it was the dog, or perhaps the water pump kicking in. After that strange noise, we want, we were curious. We wanted to find out what it was, so we went down into the basement. We were scared to death and checked if it was working correctly. Well, the dog was down there. He was sleeping, and the water pump was broken. So we ran up the stairs, screaming. Then we decided to calm ourselves down by listening to some music and going into some kind of uh, chat rooms on the computer. After about an hour later, we, we heard those same noises again. But this time, they were coming down from the hallway. We sort of laughed it off and just said it was the dog playing around. But it wasn't the dog. Then we heard some deep demonic voice calling our names from downstairs. We got off the computer and we sat down in the living room. And we tried to forget the noises. Then we couldn't help but to start talking about the scary experiences that we just had in the house. Then as we went into the kitchen to make some pizza, we kept on looking into the hallway as if there were somebody there. We then saw a dark figure moving across the hall by the bathroom door. Remember, we were the only ones home. We we tried to play it off, and we decided to go swimming to forget the, the experiences. So when I swam to the end of the pool... I came out of the water and saw the kitchen drapes move quickly and then move back in place. My friend and I were terrified. We placed the dog back inside and peeked into the kitchen quickly and saw a dark figure with long, red, really bright hair standing at the top. With the family room stairs, that was some six feet away. I was ter- so terrified, terrified, I ran back ran out the door, and jumped back in the pool. Then, and when we got out to dry ourselves off off on the deck, we heard the dogs start barking, barking and whining as if they were getting beaten. So we tried to peek through the family room windows, but we couldn't say anything. So we looked through the computer room windows and saw the figure standing by the dog near the front door. It turned its head, its face, The dog's face was burnt-looking and shriveled up, and it started running and vanished in a 
puff of smoke as we saw it run down the stairs of the basement. From now on, when I'm when I'm home alone, I feel they're, they're like there's somebody's watching me, and I, and I hear ghostly moans calling me from the basement. So please, so please do what the directions on the Ouija board tell you to do. Beware. Melody was very honest, my friends. She understood the connection between the evil spirits and the Ouija board. The Ouija board is a cursed object. It's a magnet. That's what cursed objects are. They're magnets to evil spirits. And the evil spirits want to enter your home. They want to reside and live with you. They want to sleep in your bed. They want to go into your basement, into your attic. They love the dark areas of your home. They love to be in your closet. They would like to be in every area. They would like to float around your home. And if you allow a cursed object to reside in your home, you're allowing these spirits to reside also. What are you going to do about these evil spirits, my friends, that are roaming through your home, that are haunting you, terrorizing you? Ah, cursed objects is another doorway. That's why Moses, for example, in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, I believe, he continually warns the people of God how generational curses, how cursed objects could open doorways to evil spirits. And throughout, throughout the Torah, the first five books of Moses, you'll find the references how idols are related to the evil spirits that are roaming on planet Earth. I'm telling you, my friends, you bring a cursed object into your home, you will have hauntings. Cursed objects are just simply a, a doorway for evil spirits to enter. Now, it's also a well-known fact that there is a connection between drugs and the spiritual realm. It's interesting to note that the Greek word pharmakia is found only in a few places in Galatians 5, Revelations 9. But in that, without Greek word, drugs are inferred with the use of this term. It's, it's, it's interesting, drugs and sorcery go hand in hand. It, it's, it refers to the use. Drugs refers to the use. I mean, there's, there's a connection there, my friends. Drugs and sorcery. There's the use of drugs in the context of witchcraft and the magical arts, which is clearly condemned. I mean, the writers of Scripture clearly understood that along with drugs is usually the practice of sorcery and demonism. That's what I've discovered when dealing with those in drug trafficking, those involved in sorcery, spiritism, Satanism, the occult, black magic. There is a connection. Where there's drugs, there's usually some kind of sorcery, the occult, santeria, witchcraft, demonism. There is a spiritual connection that takes place when one partakes of some mind-altering substance and drug. Obviously, the will of the person is usually neutralized when a person partakes of some drug. And, of course, it's the will of the person that wards off evil. So if you're if you're in an altered state of consciousness, 
which drugs can place you in, then your will is neutralized. And if your will is neutralized, then the evil realm can easily take advantage of your altered state of consciousness. And you can be open up to the supernatural realm. You can be open up to spiritual trouble, to this unseen realm where many dark entities reside and can easily invade you without even a fight from your end because you're in that altered state of consciousness. I've dealt with many demons of drugs. I've dealt with demons that have entered bodies as a result of the victim abusing cocaine, marijuana, acid, and a host of other kind of drugs. I recall dealing with an individual that had spent years experimenting with illegal drugs and got in all kinds of trouble, including spiritual trouble. Several spirits entered her body as a result of her drug use during an exorcism with this lady. My wife and I discovered there was a spirit named Evil. That was the name, Evil, that revealed to us that he had gained access to her as a result of her indulging in some drugs. And while on the drugs, she had prayed to Satan. That's what happens when you partake of drugs, and that's why drugs is another doorway that leads to demons. You enter altered states of consciousness. Some drugs will lead you into a deeper altered state of consciousness. Nevertheless, there's an, there is some form of mind-altering element that's involved. And at that point, you will, if you're in an altered state of consciousness, think of the term, altered state of consciousness, then your will, the core, the core you, the core consciousness cannot activate your will against the evil. So what happens? Drugs are used by the powers of Satan to get into your body, to get into your soul. They want to go into your flesh, my friends. They want to go into your soul. The drugs, the drugs opened her up to the demonic world, the demonic realm, and the devil then tempted her to pray to him, and she did. She began to pray to Satan. But then the spirit named evil entered her body. She couldn't resist the temptations. The drugs neutralized her. And the devil stepped in. The spirit also revealed to us there was a, there, that there was another spirit inside of her named cocaine. Obviously, because she protected of cocaine at a party, this spirit went in. It's a well-known fact and I've actually spoken to drug traffickers. They often curse the drugs. Like I said, there's a connection drugs, the realm of the drugs, and the realms of the occult. They intermingle. There's a connection. Where you'll find drugs, you'll find the powers of darkness. Where you find the powers of darkness in the occult, you'll find oftentimes the usage of drugs. Demons often like to boast. And this little tidbit of information about how, how there was a spirit of cocaine within her provided that was provided to me was quite interesting. It allowed me to deal with that spirit and cast it out. I mean, even the demons understand there's a spiritual connection between drugs and their unseen evil realm. And a different exorcism we dealt with. 
we dealt with a demon which named itself Pills. Pills. That was the name of the demon. That entered through the victim's dependency on Xanax. Now, please don't understand me. I'm not – I do not believe God forbids the use of medication, legitimate medication that can help the body to heal. Though I do believe we should be going to the Lord Jesus Christ for a miraculous healing. But I'm not necessarily against – now, I know within the body of Christ there's there's those who would or who are totally against any kind of me- medication, even teething tablets for babies. I I don't go that far. I don't believe God forbids the use of medication, legitimate medication. But I am against, in light of scripture, illegal drugs and those substances that can alter your state of consciousness. It's a heart issue. And if there's a if there's a, if there's a dependency on the drugs to bring about a sound mind, there's trouble. I mean, it's clear in Second Timothy one seven, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Soundness of mind can only come from Holy God, and any idea contrary to that truth is an outright lie. If you're seeking to be on, if you're seeking some kind of soundness of mind through the use of prescription drugs, then you have bought into a lie from the pit of hell. Deliverance from drug use can be achieved when there's repentance and a forceful command in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to simply say and cry out, Lord Jesus, well, first save me, Lord Jesus. I believe in your death on the cross, your shedding of your blood. I believe in the power of your resurrection. Deliver me from these drugs and from these compulsions. And I command, I command every evil spirit behind these drugs to leave me now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, there's many more doorways that we're going to discuss. I'm getting these emails and people being touched by Jesus Christ and being set free. We're going to continue. I'll be right back at this brief intermission. <laughs> What's up? This is Toby Mack with the Jesus Freak Salute from the Voice of the Martyrs. After World War II, the border between Ukraine and Romania is heavily guarded for two reasons. To keep Ukrainians in and keep Bibles out. One winter night, Soviet guards spot four fresh sets of footprints in the snow heading toward the freedom of Romania and Western Europe. The guards hastily follow the tracks further and further away from the four Christians who had left those footprints. You see, the four men weren't escaping the Ukraine. They were Romanian missionaries carrying Bibles into the Ukraine. They had walked backwards across the border, leaving boot prints that led the Soviet guards the opposite direction. For more tales of creative outreach, go online to persecution.com. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Yeah. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Praise His holy name. 
tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Timothy, not to be hasty with the laying upon of hands, and do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Another way demons gain entry into people's lives is through the act of laying upon of hands. Now, it's clear that Jesus laid laid hands on people. The apostles did. I believe in the laying upon of hands for spiritual healing and deliverance, for consecration purposes. But in many sects and cults and false religions, leaders, these religious leaders, often lay hands upon their members to pass on a blessing, a spirit, a power. In doing so, they have passed on a false spirit, which then invades the willing devotee's body. Even in the first century, there was a command to be cautious in the laying upon of hands. Demons are often transferred. Through this means and process, nearly 15 years ago, I was involved in an exorcism with a teenager that had an evil spirit that revealed to me that he had entered through her boyfriend's laying upon of hands during a satanic ritual. Recently, I dealt with a gentleman in his mid-30s that had a spirit that confessed that he too Entered through the laying of hands. At the tender age of six, a neighbor who was extremely evil, involved in witchcraft, had laid their hands upon this boy for the purpose of passing on demons. I know it sounds strange, but this is a common way for people to receive evil spirits. That's a doorway. The laying upon of hands is another doorway that leads to evil spirits. Just a few weeks ago, we were battling a demon that had entered a lady through the laying of hands of a yoga teacher. She was involved in yoga, and the yoga teacher laid hands. And then the spirit invaded her body. There's so many doorways that lead to evil spirits. Have you opened up a doorway to an evil spirit? Have you closed the doorway? Well, hopefully in these series of broadcasts, these series of of programs, we're going to try to explore, to delve deep into the subject of doorways that lead to evil spirits. We dealt with in the first segment of this broadcast, we dealt with generational curses. We've dealt with how false religious practices, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, Taoism, Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, the Unitarian Church, Scientology, all these things, all these ideologies and, and religious groups open doors to evil spirits to invade your body and mind. We dealt with drugs, how prescription pills, how cocaine and marijuana, acid. And other drugs open doors to evil spirits. We dealt with how trauma and, and abuse, the occult, 
possessing cursed objects. All these are doorways that lead to evil spirits. Having conducted 10,000 exorcisms in 25 years of ministry throughout the world, I've discovered there, there are common doorways that lead to evil spirits. Perhaps you've opened a door to an evil spirit. Well, I'm here to help you to do what we can. We're going to continue to talk about and discuss the, the doorways that lead to evil spirits on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources. But like other media advancements throughout history, ministries, including the Voice of the Martyrs, are seeing value in staying connected via Facebook and Twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups. For example, members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. Upon of hands is a means for demons to enter your body. Unless you know the one praying or blessing you, I'd be very, very careful. Now, husbands, as spiritual leaders of the home, you should be watchful of who prays over your family. I mean, if you believe you have received a spirit, my friends, whoever you are listening to this broadcast, through this act, then simply break the demonic tie to saying the Father in the name of Jesus, I break Every spiritual hold upon me as a result of of the laying upon of hands through the holy blood of Jesus Christ. I command every evil spirit to release me now in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, spirits leave these people now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, the Apostle James tells us to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is a command for the believer to walk in. We are to resist him. You are to take a strong stand against him. And God promises that if we do, then he, the devil, will flee from you. And that's a promise for you to claim as your own. Now, it's true. <laughs> you know, I haven't conducted thousands of deliverances over the years. Some demons are persistent. Some are stubborn. Some like to fight. I can recall dealing with one lady involved in a a drug trafficking group, a satanic cult, that had an evil spirit that battled me. That Its name was Kill. That battled me for three months. One demon battled me for three months. And I, we would meet. I was uh, one, of a, one of the elders of a Methodist church at the time, holding public deliverance services throughout the week. We would meet with this, this, this lady three, four, five times a week from six to eight to ten hours a day. And this spirit would battle us and battle us and battle us. And it battled us for three months before I was able to cast out this one demon. Demons like to fight. God's word promises, do not grow weary while doing good, for in due season you shall reap if you do not lose heart. God loves you. God's going to rescue you. Don't let Satan lie to you. These demons will go. I'm thankful for many of you who have written me emails. I'm here to serve you. My email address is j at jbartlett.org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. I want to try to do what I can to help you. Now, I would encourage you, if you can, to get to one of my meetings. We hold them throughout the world. But October 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, south of Dallas. Homewood Suites, Boardroom, Meeting Hall, 5620, Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 3rd. Public Deliverance Mission, Atlanta, Georgia, Hampton Inn and Suites, Downtown, International Boardroom, Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 4th, Public Deliverance Mission, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Hampton Inn, Grand Rapids Airport, Boardroom, Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street Southeast, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. If you can get to any of these meetings, I would encourage you to get there and to be ready to receive your miracle of deliverance and healing. Each and every service, there is ministry to the brokenhearted, to those afflicted with various kinds of diseases and pains and afflictions, and those with evil spirits. And of course, we present the gospel for those who are unsaved, so they may be saved and experience salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We're here to serve you. Also, visit my website when you get an opportunity, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org. You'll find nearly 40 volumes I've written through the years on a variety of different topics and subjects from demonism 
the occult, Satanism, all, all, all kinds of supernatural phenomena. From spiritual warfare to evangelism to miracles, I've written a 577-page book on the subject of miracles. So if you have an opportunity, get a hold of one of my books. They're, they're able, you're able to download these books for free, and I believe you'll be blessed by reading them. You'll be set free. You'll be released. You'll experience God's healing power. I'm here to serve you. And I bless you, my friends. I bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What's up? This is Michael Tate with a common sense perspective on why the world hates Jesus freaks. When Christians are tortured and killed for their faith, we shouldn't be surprised. In John chapter 15, Jesus told us, a servant is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they will listen to you. The people of the world will hate you because you belong to me, for they don't know God who sent me. You see, anyone who doesn't know God is just doing what comes naturally, looking out for themselves. Our job then as believers is to do just the opposite, love our enemies and pray their eyes be opened. How do you respond to the Voice of the Martyrs? For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. 